Let's chat about how to get what you need for your home when you don't have a lot of cash or credit. You can do that at Aaron's. Rent to own appliances, furniture, and tech from top brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. But say you don't need it anymore, no problem. At Aaron's, you can return your product at any time or even upgrade it for something new. Life's always changing. With Aaron's, your stuff can change right along with it. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. Approval isn't guaranteed and some restrictions apply. See your local store for details. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The volume. Hoops Tonight is presented by FanDuel. The NBA is back, and there's no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. This is my favorite sports betting app that is out there. It is safe and easy to use, easy to get your money in and out. I love that cash-out feature, so if you're in good shape with one of your bets and you don't want to risk garbage time, you can get your money out quickly. Use promo code JasonT and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this NBA season. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. one 877 Hope NY or text Hope NY to 467-369 in New York. In Tennessee Redline, dial 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight, presented by FanDuel here at The Volume. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope all of you guys are having a good start to your week. Nice and quick show today. We're just going to hit on two games. The Pacers 
going into Golden State, down a bunch of guys, and kind of manhandling the Golden State Warriors. That was a really interesting game. Andrew Nembhardt, the same guy who executed the Los Angeles Lakers a couple of weeks ago, had the game of his life, and we're going to dive into that a little bit. Um, And then the Los Angeles Clippers went into Charlotte and beat the Hornets last night on the strength of a game winner from Kawhi Leonard. And not a huge statistical performance from Kawhi, but he more or less looked like Kawhi with a couple of possessions at the end of the game, which I thought was really encouraging. So we're going to do a little check-in on the Los Angeles Clippers in the second half of the show. Also, we did release a video. It's the Anthony Davis Lakers segment from yesterday, but we're experimenting with using some footage. And there were a lot of specific concepts that I talked about in that video uh, that we re kind of produced with the actual footage involved. So you can find that on the Volumes YouTube feed. We're going to start doing something along those lines about once a week or twice a week from here on forward, just kind of experimenting with using real NBA footage. So check that out on the feed as well. You guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. I also live tweet through some games and things along those lines there. And the last but not least, if for whatever reason you guys miss one of these shows and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish, you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under hoops tonight. So in this game, the Pacers jumped out to a huge lead early. Uh, the Warriors made it a game twice, middle of the second quarter and then middle of the fourth quarter. Uh, the uh, Warriors actually led 199 with less than five minutes left. But then from there, Andrew Nembhard, step back three, lob dunked Isaiah Jackson, step back three, floating bank shot in the lane, kind of very Steph Curry-esque on that floating bank shot, all in pick and roll. The Warriors only scored two points during that span, and the game was over. You know, it's funny because... We talk a lot about pick and roll on this show. It's one of the foundational concepts of NBA basketball these days in terms of shot creation. We talk a lot about the different coverages that teams use, but also I'm fascinated personally. I've I've always been fascinated with skill sets and skill development. It's kind of what I do when I coach my high school kids. It's been a huge thing and just my love for the game manifests in a lot of ways around skill sets and different dribble combinations and shot making and all the different things that it takes to be a successful score in any any level of basketball. And specifically when it comes to pick and roll, as you guys know, I always talk about how you have to have a couple of very specific skills. You have to be able to shoot off the dribble at all three levels. So if you're coming off the screen and the big is too far back, and the guard defender gets caught on the screen, you need to be able to knock down a pull-up three. If the guard fights over the screen, and you can use an escape dribble to get away from him, and the big is still too far back, you need to be able to hit a pull-up 18-footer, 20-footer, 15-footer, somewhere along those lines. If the guard is actually chasing you over the top of the screen and applying back pressure, and the big is too far back, you need to be able to hit a floater, in the lane, or you need to be enough of an athlete to attack a rim protector and finish through contact. And then if the, if the big stays with the roll man, you need to be able to finish around the rim with either hand on any footwork that you might need to use. And then from there, you also have to be able to make high level passing reads. So if you engage the big, you need to be able to make a pocket pass or a lob pass up towards the rim. If they help out of the weak side corner, you need to be able to make those slingshots one-arm passes across the court 
to hit the shooter. Or if there's a shooter relocating to the top of the key, or if it's like a pick and pop or something along those lines, you've got to be able to pass across your body to somebody who's behind you. But if you can do all of those things and you can do them at a really high level, then you can score and run pick and roll successfully in the NBA. And, you know, there's a lot of players. Like the overall skill level in the NBA right now is at a point where there's dozens and dozens and dozens of players who can do all of those things. Andrew Dempart is an, is an exciting rookie. You know, um, flashed a lot of this stuff when he was at Gonzaga. But he's not a guy that you think of as like a prototypical lottery-level high-end creator, right? He's not a guy that you think of as a future all-star. But he's a damn good basketball player. And if you allow him to get comfortable and allow him to get to his spots, he's got all of the necessary traits to make you pay for that. You know, it's funny. Um, that machine, that all those different things that I was talking about was in full effect last night. This was crazy. I put this video together. You can find it on my Twitter feed. So go at underscore Jason LT. Scroll down to the Andrew Nembhardt tweet. He ran 35 pick and rolls last night against the Warriors. 35. And they resulted in 52 points. That's almost one and a half points per possession. He just completely and utterly barbecued the Golden State Warriors in pick and roll. On the season, he's been pretty solid. 114 pick and rolls for 117 uh, points, which is in the 70th percentile. But that was also elevated by his performance last night. So a good percentage of that is this was a below average pick and roll ball handler who had the night of his life at the, expense of, at the expense of a Warriors defense that didn't bring the requisite effort. So I want to shout out Andrew Nembhard, but also point out the obvious fact that the Warriors weren't good enough. You know, in general, he was too comfortable getting to his jump shot. That means the guards weren't doing their job fighting over the top of screens. There were a handful of times that he got switches onto Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney was giving him too much space, allowing him to step into shots too comfortably. The Warriors are an overhelp team, and they got... Uh, punished for overhelping a lot during this game off of shooters. You know, you could see it from the open. Just, I'm sure all you Warriors fans noticed watching that game, there was a weird energy just kind of surrounding the whole team as the Pacers would go down and score and then the Warriors would go down and miss a shot and the Pacers would go down and score and the Warriors would go down and miss a shot. And next thing you know, it's like 40 to 24 and you have no momentum and everything just kind of feels clunky. And some of this is just the reality of the NBA schedule. You know, sometimes you've got to play a game against a lower-level NBA set of talent on a Monday night in December. The Pacers were on a back-to-back. They were on a road trip where I believe they had lost all four games, uh, or they had only won one out of the five games, and that was against the Lakers on that game winner. Tyrese Halliburton was out. Miles Turner was out. They were starting some cast-offs, right? Like Aaron Neesmith is a lottery pick from Boston that – is in his second stint already with the Pacers. Same thing for Jalen Smith, a guy that was a lottery pick for Phoenix that they got rid of. So it's kind of like a weird vibe, right, where it's like yeah, you're looking at, across the way and it's a lot of lower-level NBA players. But the truth of the matter is, is those low-level NBA players are highly motivated. This is Ben Matherin's first NBA start. You don't think he wants to bring A-level effort? Again, Andrew Nembhardt is a rookie who's getting his, for the first time really getting the keys to an NBA offense to do whatever the hell he wants. He's excited about that opportunity to show what he can do. Jalen Smith, again, former lottery pick, 
Aaron Neesmith, former lottery pick. You don't think those guys realize that if they don't play really well in these types of situations that they might not get another contract in the league? Like, that's the kind of motivation they're facing. Meanwhile, the Warriors are at home. They feel invincible. They're not going to be very motivated. And so it, it, it and you combine that with some other factors, like Steph just had a god-awful shooting night. And it wasn't, you know, there was some tough shot selection in there, but there was like some air balls. There was his first shot of the game was a wide open 20-footer that Steph almost never misses that he missed. Jordan Poole had another game where his decision making was just all over the place. And Andrew Wiggins isn't there, so suddenly you're super thin on the wing and you're relying heavily on young players and you end up losing a game that you shouldn't lose. You know, and here's the thing, like lots of Warriors fans are going to point to the bench. And I saw lots of people calling for trades again last night. And again, I'm not saying that those things aren't issues and they are and they need to be addressed. But the reality is, is that your starters got your ass kicked again. And you were in the lead with less than five minutes left and you couldn't get a stop to a backup ball handler with a backup role man on an inferior basketball team. You fell for the trap game. That happens. These are trap games. They're in the NBA schedule. It happens to everybody. It just, in the grand scheme of things, it's a lot harder to kind of like cope with that when your record isn't as good as it should be because this has happened a little bit too often. But at the end of the day, you just got to move on and play better. I mean, that Warriors lineup, like I said, is the best lineup in basketball this year. They need to be held to the standard that they should be able to get stops on Andrew Nemhard and, and, and win a game against an underhanded Pacers team. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It is an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoops takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Looking to get more out of this NBA season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything, from money line to touchdown scores to over-under yards. My favorite future in the NBA right now is Giannis to win MVP at plus 290. He's been doing all of this with a bunch of starters and guys out of the lineup. Now they're getting healthy. I think they're going to rip off a a bunch of wins, and he's the best player in the world, and he hasn't won an MVP in a couple of seasons. To me, that's a no-brainer. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. FanDuel is now also live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action also with great offers and boosts just for you. So don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with promo code Jason T. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, moving on to the Clippers and the Hornets. So Kawhi and Paul George had a cool sequence in this game. Um, Terry Rozier hit a really nice pull-up jump shot on the right baseline to put the Hornets up 117-115. Hornets are a weird team. They can't score, but they have tons of length and athleticism. Like Kelly Oubre leads the league in deflections. They've got all this athleticism. They're kind of like scrappy. They're not what you would expect from the old school Hornets, which were a lot more offensive skilled and couldn't get stops and had a lot of guys that you you know had injury issues. This is like a young Freaky athletic, kind of fun to watch team. And they had a two-point lead with under a minute left. And Marcus Morris ended up getting a wide-open three on the right wing that he missed. And Paul George, just massive winning type of play where the the there's kind of like a contested rebound. And he just jumps up and taps it to Kawhi Leonard directly under the basket. Easy layup to tie it. And by the way, that's, the, that's a, uh, the second time that uh, Paul George has made kind of like a hustle play that helped his team win a game this year. I can't remember specifically which team it was. Oh, yeah, it was against the Cavs when Jared Allen tried to make that layup on that drop-off pass, and Paul George just made that one extra effort that ended up forcing a stop, which led to a run out in a Clippers basket. Like, Paul George, you know, rightfully got criticized a lot for some of his lack of success in Oklahoma City towards the end with Indiana. He's turned into a damn good, like, just kind of gritty, scrappy winning player in this league. It just can't stay healthy long enough for it to matter. But then Kawhi Leonard's 117-117. They go down. Uh, the Hornets end up uh, uh, generating a wide open three. I believe it was either for P.J. Washington or Jalen McDaniels, but they miss a wide open three. 
Clippers don't call a timeout. They go down the floor. Kawhi isos on the right uh, block, a uh, right kind of like extended short corner block area. And uh, uh, Kawhi just goes through kind of like a really nifty kind of like jab step high gather um, uh, that kind of uh, gets Jalen McDaniels to buckle a little bit. And then he just hits like a jab step and gets enough separation and knocks down an 18 footer game over. It's a season high 16 points on 15 shots for Kawhi. Still clearly a little bit out of rhythm, not quite the efficiency you expect from him. He had like a step back three on the right wing a little bit earlier in the fourth quarter that was like two feet too long and a foot too far to the left. It was just a brick. Damn near put a hole in the backboard. That's like one of those moves that Kawhi Leonard, like when he's really got it going, that's either going in the basket or he's just barely missing it short long, you know, something like that. Um, but overall, that's rhythm related. I think his legs actually looked as good last night as they've looked all season. There was a specific play. I clipped this play. You can find it on my Twitter feed. It's a, I just say it's the one that just has the caption that says Kawhi Leonard looking like Kawhi Leonard. And he's uh, isoing on Jalen McDaniels out of the left corner. And he does a hard jab step, dribble towards the baseline, gets cut off, crosses back over with a retreat dribble, and then takes three dribbles into the lane and elevates over the top and gets tons of separation and knocks down like a 15-foot jumper right around the foul line. And I was like, wow, that looks like Kawhi Leonard. And it's one of those things where it's going to take time. You know, he's going to have to get to the point where he's got his conditioning and rhythm where it can be, where he can consistently play 27, 28 minutes a night at a high level for the Clippers to really uh, crawl into that more serious conversation at the top of the West. But it's baby steps here, especially with all of his injury history. And I, I thought last night was a good baby step in the right direction in terms of the way his athleticism looked. Game winner ends a two-game skid for the Clippers. They're 14-11. and 11. They're the sixth seed in the West right now. They're still 28th in offense, but they're fifth in defense. Let's just put it this way in terms of their injury luck. The Clippers have played 25 games, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have combined to play in 23 of them. So their two best players have combined to play in less than the total number of games that the team has played this year. They're also having a really tough shooting season. So last year, they were one of the best jump shooting teams in the league. They were third in three-point percentage, 12th in three-point makes per 100 possessions. This year, they're 17th in makes and 13th in percentage. Outside of Luke Kennard, who continues to just shoot the laces off the basketball, I swear every time he gets a good look, it's going in. Outside of Luke Kennard and Brandon Boston, who really isn't in the rotation, every single Clippers player is shooting below 40% from three. And this is a good shooting team from, a, uh, from like a talent standpoint. So even despite all the injuries, their offense should probably be a little bit better than even than it has been. They're probably due for some positive regression. And shooting really is going to be the big thing that helps them. I don't think it's a coincidence that Luke Kennard's been their best plus minus guy when he's shooting the laces off the damn basketball and the team is struggling so much to score. You know, the thing is, is that with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard being out, a great deal of the ball handling responsibilities have fallen on Reggie Jackson and John Well, and both of them just haven't been very good. Reggie's below average in pick and roll this year, 0.96 point per possession, uh, uh, including passes, and in ISO, 0.92 points per possession. Just not quite the player that he was a couple years ago. And then John Wall, it's like, you know, he has these moments where, like, he'll hit the Jets in transition and get all the way to the rim for a layup or he'll draw a foul or he'll collapse the defense and make a really nice pass to a shooter. And you're like, oh, man, that looks kind of like John Wall. But the totals in terms of the shot result or team result per action that he runs are not good. 0.95 points per possession in pick and roll, which is below average, and 0.76 points per possession in ISO on pretty decent volume, which is horrible. So really, I mean, all of it 
comes back to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I do believe they'll start shooting better. I'm a huge believer in their set of role players, but you need that top-end talent. I've used the Lakers as an example. For instance, the Clippers have much more talent on the roster than Los Angeles or than the Lakers. They've got wings that can shoot and dribble. They got these guards that can get consistent dribble penetration. But at the end of the day, their overall shot quality isn't good enough because they're not consistently getting in the getting the defense in rotation because they don't have the super duper stars and their ability to truly warp the defense and create high quality shots for everybody else. Look at how LeBron and AD like hit a groove and added that shot making piece that like ability to hit shots over the top of the defense. Cause that's the thing with the Clippers too. It's not just about getting that initial advantage to give guys good spot up opportunities. You need Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to hit a three dribble pull up at the free throw line in the fourth quarter. You need Paul George hitting that classic fadeaway along the baseline. Like you need shot making to help rescue possessions. Like again, if you look at offensive ratings, you know, the best team in the league might be 117, 118 points per possession, but the worst team in the league is not that far behind. You know, they're still scoring 100, you know, seven points per possession or points per 100 possession or whatever it is. So it's like really that the difference between those two outcomes might be shot making and just having four or five possessions a game where a dude just rises up over good defense and knocks down a shot. And so when your two stars, Kawhi and Paul George, are missing more than half of their potential games, it's going to be really hard for you to hang with teams offensively. But. This is a credit to Ty Lue and to the organization as a whole in terms of their competence because in spite of all of that, you're sitting at 14 and 11. You're solidly, solidly in the playoff hunt. The West is such a shit show that you can easily recover. That's what it takes. Competent management that provides your roster with quality players that fit a modern scheme, a coach that actually recommends and promotes that modern scheme. You know, and Ty Lue too, like, He's big on switching. He's big on that spread uh, spread pick and roll, spread ISO. But I've also been really impressed with a lot of the sets that they've been running lately, which they've had to lean on a lot more because they haven't had the top-end talent. They run this like variation of Spain pick and roll where instead of the, the big man rolling to the basket, he'll just roll into a screen for like Luke Kennard or some other shooter coming out of the right wing. And they end up getting a ton of good looks out of that because typically that screen defender is staying back and so essentially Luke Kennard is getting a, a flare screen with no help or no hedge or anything. He's getting a lot of good looks out of that. Ty Lue has just manufactured wins with this group despite being down a ton of players. But the optimistic look is, again, sixth place in the standings, three games over 500. Kawhi last night looked better physically than he had all season. Paul George first game back looked pretty good. The reinforcements are coming, and your shot results should get better. Guys should shoot better than they have been so far this season. That's the advantage of being competent as an organization from the top down. For the Lakers, their superstars played like super-duper stars to crawl back to 10 and 11 because of organizational incompetency. The Clippers, not even really getting that from their stars, hoping to get it in the future, 14 and 11. Deep roster filled with modern basketball players and excellent coach, excellent management. All right, guys, that is all I have for today. As always, I sincerely appreciate your support. Don't forget to check out that Anthony Davis video. We also have one coming out with some footage on Zion Williamson and the Pelicans, so keep an eye on that as well. As always, I sincerely appreciate your guys' support, and I will see you tomorrow.
Let's chat about how to get what you need for your home when you don't have a lot of cash or credit. You can do that at Aaron's. Rent to own appliances, furniture, and tech from top brands like HP, Samsung, and Ashley. But say you don't need it anymore, no problem. At Aaron's, you can return your product at any time or even upgrade it for something new. Life's always changing. With Aaron's, your stuff can change right along with it. Keep it, return it, upgrade it. Aaron's fits your life instead of the other way around. Approval isn't guaranteed, and some restrictions apply. See your local store for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.